Welcome to, wow, I lost steam somehow in the middle of that sentence. Okay, uh, welcome to Alphabet Fly, a psychopedic Marvel journey where I go through official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests, and we talk about all the characters and worlds we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today is someone who's just like not okay with the, the whole, you know, everything existing, uh, Patch. Hello, yeah. You know, it would be so much easier if everything didn't exist. <laughs> you know, I agree. It would be a lot easier. But, <laughs> you know. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about someone who I always liked a lot as a villain. Annihilus. Yes, excellent. Top-tier yeah. bad guy. Love him. Yeah, top-tier bad guy. Uh, like, I don't understand what... Like, I, okay, I understand. If you're doing Fantastic Four movie or media, Doctor Doom, whatever. But also, you know what else you have? Annihilus, Mole Man. And the reason I put Mole Man up there is just because I like Kaiju stuff. But Kaiju yeah, stuff. <laughs> Mole Man. Fun. Also, it's not hard to make Mole Man scary. It super isn't. I mean, just look at no. this Mole Girl comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's not hard to make Mole Man extremely scary. Uh, you have Blastar. Uh, just the, the idea of the negative zone in general. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, when they're not trying to use it for a prison because everyone wants to use it as a prison for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You know, Tony Stark would have been o- like halfway okay in Civil War if he did go along with uh, with Mr. Fantastic <laughs> be like, well, you know, we could just uh, chuck him in the, you know, antimatter dimension that I have, have a portal to. Yeah, that's true. Also, what if we just make him small, too? What if we just make him small and throw him in an antimatter prison? Yeah. What if we did that? You know how there's a interdimensional warlord or two who live over there? They probably won't mind if we build an extra-dimensional prison on their space, right? <laughs> Nothing bad happens when you mess with a negative zone. <laughs> says half of the universe that got destroyed by the dilation wave. <laughs> so, uh, I do. I'm going to be doing a big read through of Annihilation because I think I only read like the main main thing. I can't wait because Annihilation. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what made me start to like cosmic stuff. Okay, see, I kind of got the opposite. I read a lot of the uh, Annihilation side stories, but not so much the main one. So that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm a big fan I'm I'm a big fan of the cosmic stuff because of annihilation. Um, so I like what I thought I didn't like cosmic stuff be, at first because of uh, I just was reading a lot of uh, like Jim Starlin stuff, which yeah. like I understand their charm now, but I didn't get it, you know. Then yeah, no, that makes um, sense. And I think I would get like it. the pre-reboot Guardians made it kind of hard to get into cosmic stuff. Oh, speaking of though, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the OG Guardians of the Galaxy, real good, <laughs> primo stuff, uh, real, real good. Um, but that being said, Annihilus, let's let's talk. Uh, so, what what do you? What's your like one sentence review of what Annihilus is? Um, let's see, one sentence, huh? Uh, a rad bug man in cool armor. <laughs> Yeah, you also happen to want to destroy the, the you know, all matter in the universe. Yeah, but yeah fair. 
to be fair, one of his first interactions with uh with like our universe was Reed. So you know, <laughs> I'd probably feel about the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do want to yeah. thank you. Uh, this is two times in a row that you've brought me on for heavy hitters. First Abomination and now Annihilus. I feel very lucky for well, this. <laughs> you just you just hit. You know, you just hit at the right time. I I do this. I do, literally do this in order of oh, when yeah. I get them. So. <laughs> Um, I mean, you almost got, you almost got the green gay boy. You almost got it. <laughs> uh, but, so yeah. You, now you have the green. What, what's the opposite? What, what's like the opposite of the idea of life? <laughs> and that's oh, what you goodness. like. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I have a type. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Annihilus, uh, I alias uh alias is real good the living death that ro- rocks sorry the living death that walks Heck mm, yeah chef kiss <laughs> mm. beautiful uh lord of the negative zone also pretty good one you know yeah yeah uh no dual identity his real name is nihilus uh occupation these i think this might be my favorite my favorite line of occupations megno uh, megalomaniac Okay, one. Conqueror. Not would be. He's a conqueror. <laughs> uh, and then a third scavenger. Man, just that alone. If you described someone, just you just gave me like those three words to describe someone, perfect. Like, I'm already going <laughs> to like them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Megalomaniac- megalomaniacing is good work if you can get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his citizenship is Arthos, and does he go by he? Um, am I putting? Oh no, no, it's a him. It's a him. It's just <laughs> okay. Okay, his pronouns is he, him, and also how dare you talk to me? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, birth. Uh, so citizenship is uh, Arthros. Pla- uh, place of birth is planet Arthros, sector uh, sector one. 7A negative zone. Known relatives, Annihilus is a, is is a series of clonal scions. Man, he's so cool. Why is no why does no one talk about okay? Oh, man, I love Annihilus. Like, don't get me wrong, I love like I love Doom. I love Doom. Yeah. Like I would throw my life away for Doom. Uh <laughs> but like, man, Annihilus is so cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Doom is fascinating, but Annihilus is cool. Yeah, I want I want to kiss Doom. I don't want to kiss Annihilus. You know, it's different. You know, it's more of a uh, do I want do I want to be you or do I want to uh, do I want to kiss you? And it's <laughs> right. more of I want to be Annihilus. <laughs> uh, so group affiliation, Annihilation Wave. Wow, just great. Also. <laughs> Well, I guess that's the only group. I was going to say, what about Blastar? No, that's not a group. Blastar is a person. No. <laughs> uh, education, Tainanian, Tainanian, Tainan, okay. Tainan Knowledge Transference Helmet. And he first, and he first appeared in Fantastic Four, annual uh, number six. Uh, in November 1968, let there be life. Uh, and, and also, this is a good cover as well. Uh, this is a good cover. First off, it's king sized. 
Can't go wrong uh, with a king size. And this is not too. This is a few years before uh, before uh, Jack and Stan weren't writing it and and whatnot. Right. Um, but still had Joe Sennett, which means the Joe Sennett, the no, people don't talk enough about Joe Sennett. He was, he was one of the reasons why Jack Kirby's art looked the way it looked in the comics. One of like a really good anchor, but, uh, but yeah, so the, the cover is you have an all big, and then you have, is this one there with the fantastic three? Um, I think it might yeah, because, be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, because, uh, Sue was, uh, pregnant and because this is, also, also, this is. I think this is the annual where you get one of my favorite characters in all of Marvel, a uh, Franklin Reed, um, Franklin Richards. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you have like red background. It all seems to be swirling down, and you have the Human Torch, the Thing, and a uh, Mister Fantastic on floating rocks with the Nihilist kind of looming in the background. And which is, you know, that's just Negative Zone stuff: floating rocks, yeah. red background. A Fantastic Four member <laughs> almost dying. You know, that's just a thing that happens Definitely. in the negative zone. I will say, I don't love this particular look for a Nihilus. I think he works better when he's got green and purple instead of just the green. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they were fine as look a little bit to be more in, insectoid later yeah, on. Yeah. But this is also during the era where uh, Jack Kirby would draw... His, all of his bad guys basically like buff dudes with helmets. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm actually kind of getting a little bit of uh, common writer vibes off. But yeah, let's get to part one of this because it's going to be a slightly longer one. Also, if you want to see how Nihilus looks in the uh, early 2000s or yeah, early, well, mid to late 2000s, uh, go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, he looks cool. He's cool. He's a he's a cool looking dude. Yeah, absolutely. He, yeah, but also this is just a really good uh, just first paragraph of something. Uh, untold mi- uh, millennia ago, the uh, the Tainans, a technologically advanced semi humanoid uh, Leonoid race of the antimatter universe, the negative zone, seeded barren worlds with life spores, a freak meteor collision hurled one of their ships into the volcanic planet Arthros, where the crew released their spores before starving to death. Many generations later, one of those spores evolved from a weak insectoid creature, evolved into a weak insectoid creature, significantly intelligent due to a mutation. The creature found the Titan's starship wreckage and used a knowledge transference helmet to master the advanced Titan technology, further enhancing his intelligence and strength. He created a cosmic control rod in body armaments. Paranoid and obsessed with survival, the creature later known as Annihilus set out to destroy any other living being he viewed as a possible threat to his existence. Annihilus used his newly acquired power to dominate the other life forms that has risen from the spores on Othros, and plotted to either conquer or destroy the neighboring worlds in the negative zone. He transformed many prisoners via the Titan gene transmitter into his uh, servile scavengers. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is about Adilus specifically, but like, man, that's cool. I don't know why he's so cool. He's just so cool. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's 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 uh but yeah. But I like the I but I do like the idea that uh there's this like yo, I'm just like a little insect. I'm a little insect guy, I don't want to get hurt, so I'm just gonna kill literally anything <laughs> that could hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to argue with that kind of ambition. You know, yeah, it's it's you know, it's a, it's a big ambition, you know, and you know what? He's pretty good at it for the most part. Well, until the universe decides to team up against him. <laughs> but it's hard to beat the entire universe. So, well, he did a pretty good job at beating half of it. I think not half. How much? It was a lot of planets. I forget the amount of planets that he that he just destroyed with the annihilation wave, but it was a lot. Yeah, I I don't. It was too many. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, yeah, but Annihilus first encountered uh, the FF when Reed, uh, Ben, and Johnny entered the negative zone, seeking antiparticles needed to treat Sue Storm's cosmic ray-related pregnancy complications. Annihilus's minions captured the heroes, but they escaped, stealing his co- uh, his cosmic control rod. They gave it back after siphoning off the needed antiparticles and returned to Earth. <laughs> which that was honestly a mistake. I mean, normally I'm just like that. That was you, you messed up, Reed. You should have known. You should have known. Yeah, it's like Reed has never been particularly famous for making good decisions, but also like. At least this time he was being courteous. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't try to make it into a prison somehow. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, so Annihilus later invaded the microverse, a dimension accessed via the energies of shrinking, and sent his uh, insectivroid drones to conquer worlds in his name. Psychoman tried to control the dimensional interface leading to the microverse, but the insectivroids, uh, emotionless and, and immune to his power, overran the entire subatomica system and forced him to retreat to his world ship. Psychoman captured Silver Surfer and Spider-Man to power his weapons and to drive off the invaders. But the heroes escaped, leaving Annihilus and Psychoman to battle for control of the world ship. Annihilus's microverse invasion was presumably repelled shortly thereafter um dr doom then stole annihilus's rod because he wanted to you know he was doing that thing where he's trying to get ultimate power off of a more powerful being than him <laughs> Classic <laughs> you know, doom. dr doom the thing he does dr doom cosmic pickpocket <laughs> yeah but like almost immediately though annihilus like captured the human rick jones who was often stranded in uh the negative zone Via bond he shared with uh, Captain Marvel and his nega bands. He, you know, he'd bang them together and then they'd switch places. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get a lot of that, but yeah, I'm vaguely familiar. <laughs> yeah, I, I really find Captain Marvel. I find I find Marvel extremely boring. <laughs> so glad to know I'm not the only one. Yeah, the most interesting thing he did was die of cancer. So. <laughs> But but yeah, he captured Rick Jones, who was often stranded in a negative zone through his you know through Marvels uh, and the Negabands. Annihilus released Jones when the Fantastic Four retrieved his uh, cosmic rod from Doctor Doom, and later he was challenged within the negative zone by Janus, the Negaman, uh, a research scientist and contemporary of Reed. 
who developed a module capable of harnessing antimatter energies. Uh, Annihilus defeated Jan, defording Janus. Uh, defeated Janus, uh, forcing the uh, Negaman to lead him to Earth, but Janus was instead seemingly killed in the exploding debris field where matter meets antimatter. So he he died doing what he loves, getting energy from <laughs> antimatter. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Scientists so. in the Marvel Universe has a remarkable track record for immediately turning evil when they discover something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what what else are you supposed to do in the Marvel Universe if you're not a main named character and you're a scientist? Become a villain or die. Sometimes you do both. I don't know. I figure if you can harness energy from antimatter, you can probably become a main named character if you feel like it. Well, I mean, that's kind of what happened with uh, Blue, uh, Blue Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Oh, his son did that. Blue Marvel didn't. Yeah. Uh, when Marvel used Reed's technology to free Rick Jones from the negative zone, Annihilus uh, nearly crossed over Earth along with Jones, but was driven back by the Avengers. Jones later returned to the uh, negative zone, but his ability to access the Destiny Force, uh, a near-infinite power source inherent to all humanity, protected him from Annihilus. And uh, Annihilus was just like, wow, remember that son that you have, Reed and Sue? I think that person might be a god. And I sense <laughs> a lot of power in them. Uh, and uh, he basically like stole, stole, stole Franklin and amplified his powers out of control. But the FF like, defeated him and uh, escaped back to Earth. But Reed was uh, forced to temporarily shut down Reed's, I mean, um, Franklin's mind, but to protect Earth's solar system. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. When, I think, I, I, okay, here's the thing. I think Reed uh, is scared of his son. I think he's always been scared of his son. I, yeah, you're probably right. But I also kind of wonder, like, they're not especially observant, even back in the day. Like, how long did it take them to figure out Agatha was a witch? So... <laughs> Oh, they took him way too long. Exactly. So on some level, I wonder if he even realizes how dangerous Franklin could be. I think maybe he's just kind of being a jerk. Well, I think he was being a jerk up until he was a teenager. That's fair. (laughs) Um, There's that one time where he... But we're getting a whole Franklin Reed episode, and I will be... um, I mean, Franklin Richards... Why do you keep saying Reed? Uh, Franklin (laughs) Richards episode. And I can't wait to go on. I love Franklin so much. <laughs> you know who doesn't like Franklin, though? Dan Slott. I don't like that he doesn't like, but whatever. Yeah, how, I kind of guessed that. He depowered him just because... Uh, uh. <laughs> let, let, him be, let him be a god. Let, just let, let him be a little god. He's always been fine. You just make sure no one ages too quickly, and no one dies that he likes. What? <laughs> just let him do that. Um, but... Uh, but but yeah, so when the mad thinker like in control of his most powerful android, and that has like scare quotes around it, uh, Annihilus is uh, which Annihilus previously transmuted in- into one of his scavenger servants. Uh, it stole like Annihilus's rod, uh, morphing into its monster form, and 
Annihilus was then forced to team up with Reed, who was stranded in the negative zone by Brute, who is which, which is which is also Reed. It's Reed, but on Counter Earth. Ah, yes, Counter Earth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it, like you know they had to team up to foil the Mad Thinker's plan to conquer both the negative zone and Earth. The uh, monster android was ultimately defeated, and Annihilus regained control of his rod. Um, <laughs> Annihilus next forge and a, a first of many uneasy Annihilus not alliances with Blastar, another negative zone warlord who ruled the uh, planet Balor. When his monarchy was overthrown, Blastar offered to serve Annihilus in exchange for assistance in regaining control of Balor. Though Annihilus viewed Blastar as emotional and weak, he agreed to Blastar's proposal, secretly planning to betray his newfound ally, which, honestly, I would do that, too. Just, <laughs> I, Blastar is... He, he's, he's not. He's, he's not someone you want to be friends with. I mean, I know you don't want to be friends with him, but he's always kind of been my guy, you know? I just really like the idea of a guy who's constantly exploding and can't stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. But, like, what if it wasn't Blastar? Okay, yeah, good idea. <laughs> I know, like, you know, what if it was someone completely different? <laughs> uh, but Anila showed Blastar his new weapon, the Super Adaptoid. Uh, which is a powerful aim uh, android that Annihilus quote-unquote found and reprogrammed. But when uh, Nyglar, or, yeah, Nyglar, uh, Blastar's mate, grew suspicious of Nihilus and, and sent out a distress signal, the Thing and the Avengers responded and defeated the villains. Uh, Nihilus uh, just straight-up killed uh, Nyglar, uh, which <laughs> after which, af- which after which Blastar stole the Cause, you know, stole the control rod and left Annihilus weakened and uh, deteriorate. Uh, desperate and dying, he slipped through the portal to uh, to Earth while the Fantastic Four was in the negative zone. And then he took like Franklin and uh, Alicia Masters hostage, and he managed to merge the Earth dimension with the negative zone, nearly destroying both in the process. Uh, it, it it got better. The world got better, obviously. Um, <laughs> But narrowly surviving the ensuing conflict, he eventually re- regained control of his uh, of his rod uh, with Blastar's unwitting aid. So <laughs> I feel like he learned nothing. Yeah, he's. I mean, even in our conversations, he's lost control of his rod four times now. You got to get better at that, my dude. I mean, that's most most people with rods just learn how to do that. You know, when they're like, you know, at least like you know, sixteen, seventeen, you know. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> you know, eventually, eventually, like, your rod just kind of works with you, you know? And then eventually it doesn't, but, you know. Yeah, Annihilus uh, next attacked the dimension of Asgard. I oh. don't remember this story. Okay. So uh, that's he fun. aims high. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Annihilus, if he does one thing, if he <laughs> shoots for the stars. Too true. And sometimes he destroys those stars. Spectacularly. <laughs> uh but yeah, Nihilus next attacked the dimension of Asgard, home, home of the Norse gods, which like partially drifted into the negative zone uh, for a time after the Rainbow Bridge uh, or the Bifrost was uh, uh, was shattered. He slew several of the Asgard's uh, 
elite guard, the Crimson Hawks, and even defeated Thor uh, before finally falling in battle to Odin. In battle to Odin, um, later when Odin enter- entered a week long Odin sleep, <sighs> I hate that so much. Did you know not <laughs> only is, uh, he has an Odin wing ring too? It literally yeah. calls the Odin ring. Yeah, and the Odin power, Odin and the power Odin sword. Uh, yeah, but you know he has to sleep for a week or so to you know to basically godly beauty sleep, aka also getting his godly energy. He kidnapped <laughs> his body while he was sleeping. Um, and but like Annihilus was like soon located by Heimdall, and then like Thor hit him a lot with his hammer, and which caused him to let go of Odin, and Odin was returned to Asgard. <laughs> uh, shortly after. The extra-dimensional energy vampire Rune was defeated and cast in a negative zone. The weakened Rune attempted to steal the uh, cosmic control rod, uh, but was defeated by Annihilus and held prisoner within a cosmic singularity until eventually escaping. I'm uh, not going to lie, I've never heard of that guy. <laughs> no, it sounds like that was a one-off. But. <laughs> Uh, I think we're gonna stop there. There's not a lot of so the thing with villains is uh, their story. Each of these paragraph ends with them either winning or 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 losing, and there's not like generally a good stopping point <laughs> in their story. Now, now Abomination was a little different. Don't yeah, get me wrong, I mean, but like Abomination, that's also awesome like Hulk villains so specific. <laughs> but like Hulk villains also seem to have like a pretty strong like inner life <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> so Annihilus is about one thing. It's it's his it's his control rod, also destroying things. So yeah, I mean you got to respect the rise and grind attitude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's uh, he's he has a sigma sigma male grind set, you know. <laughs> he wakes up he wakes up he makes i was gonna try to do a uh, uh, do a gary v thing and i can't get the energy to do it <laughs> he's always <laughs> posting he's always you know doing business i don't know oh, uh, I can gary v sucks. imagine what a monster of a twitter post or a nihilist would be <laughs> Now I just want now I just want crypto bro annihilus. <laughs> annihilus doesn't believe in crypto. He just wants you to invest in it so you lose all your money. He just wants you to invest in it so Earth will die sooner. <laughs> you got you got a hold uh, uh you got a hold or you have you know uh FUD and uh, but the thing is, you should fear death because he's trying to make the world sooner. <laughs> but listen, but, if you just hold a little longer, he'll take you to the negative moon. <laughs> well, we're going straight into the negative zone. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, get uh, part two for Annihilus uh, is going to be out in in two uh, two days, or it's already out by now. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to end this for some reason. Uh, what do you have to plug? Uh, well, if you've enjoyed me on this show, you can find me on my regular podcast, Us Weirdos Have to Stick Together, the show where a couple of weirdos talk all about She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. We did do all of the Owl House sets available, and then we figured, hey, let's talk about a different gay cartoon. So oh, yeah. you can find that on any podcast host or at Us Weirdos Cast on Twitter. I mean, I don't think it's... I mean, it's definitely queer adjacent. I don't think 
It's a queer. It's definitely a queer show, but not like really in a kissy way. But Cupo. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's I mean, queer. If nothing else, Kipo is. Like, a, I'm fairly sure Kipo is the first cartoon that has a character who says the words "I'm gay" in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, I'm talking about Kipo her, herself. Like, I don't think I, I like she's queer. I don't know how, but I'm claiming. Oh, her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it seem to be all up on the kissy stuff at all? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, pink-haired cat girl. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, if you want to see the people we're talking about, you can always go to at Alpha Left Flight on Twitter and Instagram. You can also see the stuff that we're you know we're putting out. Um, I have another podcast called Over in Smith, where I and my friend Faith read uh, H.P. Lovecraft stories and release an audiobook if it isn't too boring or racist. Right now, we are going through At the Mountains of Madness, and we are liking it a lot. So yeah. Um, uh, please, if you feel like it, you can go to patreon.com slash alphabet flight uh, to give a dollar or two, and maybe you'll even forget about it. You can just give me some money and forget about it. Uh, and uh, yeah, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.